The Everyman Podcast. The Everyman Podcast. My oh my, big dog, Daryl Campbell. How you doing, brother? Brother Jay, another day in the cosmic canoe with you, bro. Awesome. Another week, another pod. Happy to be here as always. And, uh, you know, we're going to keep it, we're going to keep just a taste of the bridge here because Mm -hmm. when I hear it, it just makes me so happy. Yeah, you just want to want to taste of that bridge a little bit. Take a bite of it. Let it infect your shoulders, if you will. It's like a funky apple. Take a oh bite. Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Makes you want to take a bite. Another week, another pod. Uh, truly blessed and highly favored. And I'll tell you what, big dog. What an interesting week it's been. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Had a great podcast last week with Mark Holcomb from Periphery. Uh, truly, truly, uh, a cosmic everyman. Um, always love having him on. He's one of those guys, you know, that's like, uh, having our, a third head, uh, you know, with our brain for podcast. So that's mm-hmm. a weird way to say it. it's like, uh, you know, three peas in a pod, I guess it's just yeah, always dude. good. It's always good. Trifecta Cerberus. Right. And, and it, well, at least it's good to us. We hope you guys enjoy. I mean, from looking at it, it looks like you guys did. So thank you for checking it out. Mm-hmm. And if you're, if you're here, you know, for like the second time, because you were there for the first time for this Mark Holcomb interview. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the cosmic canoe. Thanks, brother. Grab an oar. And even if you've already been here, welcome again. We'll just we yeah. we're, we 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 welcoming everyone. We we re welcome you. We do re welcome you. That's hard. We re welcome you. We re welcome you. You could hear I was trying to wind up for it. We 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 we. I couldn't quite uh, couldn't quite nail it there on the first try. Get it out of there. We we. And uh, you know, after that, I I got to play host uh, to my my lovely nieces uh, mm-hmm. for sleepover with with my my darling fiance and. Um, I'll tell you what, about 14 hours of parenting is pretty much all I'm equipped for right now. Yet, for right now. For right now, it's a good taste. Um, you know, playgrounds are tough for an old man. Uh, just, you know, that was fun. Um, but I'll tell you what, they tired me out. We were mm-hmm. pretty we were pretty beat, but we had a great mm-hmm. time. And, uh, you know, Sunday afternoon, kind of winding down, hanging yeah. out, you know, mm-hmm. popping a claw. Or three. Mm-hmm. And uh, I get a Facebook, I'm sorry, not a Facebook message. I get an Instagram message mm. from uh, one of our listeners who's also uh, a BT Bam fam member, a.k.a. the Beef House, the Steakhouse, yes. Mr. Blake Richardson's uh, Steakhouse fan club there mm-hmm. on Twitch, which I was just watching before we got on this podcast. Sweetness. And uh, my man sends us a message and goes... Uh, now let me preface this: We talk about the cosmic canoe all the time, mm-hmm. and it's a it's a staple component of what this show is built around, yeah. and it's this core belief that you know we are all on a shared journey. Every one of us listening, everybody who's not listening, but mm-hmm. at some point will listen. Yeah, we're connected to them somehow, and every time we put our oars in the water and we push through this little magical journey. Mm-hmm. It's like we bring up more connections and more energy. It just continues to push us forward. We get yeah. splashed with that cosmic goodness. The juice. As we continue to push forward. It's a real thing. And it expresses itself on our podcast quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a guest we have on that turns out they went to, you know, I don't know. They were, they were from the same hometown 
as another guest or something like mm-hmm. that. Something weird. It happens all the time. So I get a message from a man here on Instagram and he goes, you know, I was listening to the pod with Dusty and something about Daryl Campbell rang a bell in my head because mm-hmm. I'm a big card collector. And I went over to my stack of cards, thumbing through my game worn jerseys. <laughs> and what do I find? This, ladies and gentlemen. Now, I know this is an audio only podcast. I'm going to try and get this in the picture here for Daryl. Because so yeah, he hasn't seen one of these in a while. Oh, yeah. And big dogs. <laughs> the big dogs. It is a Topps NFL trading card. Uh, it's a 2004 game worn jersey, big dogs line. And it's Daryl Campbell, defensive lineman, Notre Dame. And the back reads, congratulations, you have just received an authentic Senior Bowl game-worn jersey relic card of Daryl Campbell from 2004 Topps Draft Picks and Prospects Football. And on the front, there's this badass-looking German Shepherd. I'm going to post a picture on this on our Instagram so everybody can enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And it's just my man looking like a goddamn brick shithouse. <laughs> with, <laughs> somehow with that helmet on, just, just filling up the frame, was looking swole. Double XL helmet, dude. I'm looking at it now. It's just it's it's uh, it's it's stunning. The crown, and it says Daryl Campbell, Notre Dame, big dogs, and a piece of the game worn jersey. Yeah, dude. So he sends me this photo, and I say, "Holy shit, do you have that? Like, is that yours?" And my immediate question was after that. After I wasn't sure if he was sending me a photo he found from Google, right? Like, right. hey, did you know Daryl had this card? Right. So I'm immediately like, do you want to sell it? <laughs> because I'm thinking like, that's, that's what right, he knows. Right, all right, 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 He knows yeah. I'd be interested in this. He's like, not really, but here you go. Here's a link to, to acquire one for yourself. <laughs> and I really appreciate it. So, so Chris, my man, thank you so much. I, Thanks, I, I got on, I got on there and I ordered one and I've got another couple on the way Sweet. because I feel like it's important to have them concentrated in our in our in our in our grasp we have to have them in the canoe with us because it's just it's it's hilarious and it's it's amazing from a couple different points point number one that again we're all on this cosmic journey together and and things we find along the way unite us such as between the barrier to me right i met my fiance outside of a between the barrier to me concert true story Mm -hmm. we'll get into that when we have the wedding special that comes up this october Oh, yeah. The wedding pod. Oh, yeah. Because we're going to have to have a pod for when we're on our honeymoon. Oh, so this, yeah. the wedding the wedding story, the origin story, maybe we'll get her on the pod. Who knows? Maybe she'll Who do knows? it. Who we'll knows? We'll find out. We'll find out after she listens to this I'm one. I'm going to be a brick shit house for that thing, too, bro. I fucking bet oh, you will. Oh, yeah, be. dude. I'm yeah, slimming this joker down. You're going to be a... Uh, be nice. Simadana. Simadana. Dana Sama. Say Dana Summer. Simadana. Donna, God. Don't let anyone tell you Saturday Night Live wasn't once wonderful. It used to be great. It's unbelievable. And if you don't know what we're talking about there, just type into YouTube, Sima Down Ah. You know what, matter matter of fact, I'll put it in the show notes. (laughs) Show notes. Put it in the show notes for you. First... (laughs) A link to this photo card, this football card. Second, and then uh, a link to Wicked Penub. So, 
things that unite you, you know, across distances and social groups and economic status or, I don't know, the color of your skin. Mm-hmm. Like Between the Barry to Me, a band that you love. Right. That you then become lucky enough to be able to have relationships with some of them and, and have them on your podcast and share their stories with other people that are passionate about it. Yeah. And then along that way, someone goes, this strangely crosses over into one of my other passions, which is sports and collectibles, you know? <laughs> and like, right, right, right. <laughs> like that's, that is the cosmic canoe, you know, someone who's like doing their thing. Yeah. And they're open-minded and they're open to things, positive energy, positive outlook. Yeah. And sometimes these things just find a way to connect you. And yeah. it's like, now I've got a mental connection to this gentleman. I hope he feels the same. And I'm going to, I'm going to say, I'm going to text him and say, make sure you, you check this one out because you're the man. Oh yeah. So dog, the second thing is that it's called big dogs. Yeah, dude. Now somewhere along the line, I, I like to fancy myself someone who can organically come up with things that stick, you know, right. Nicknames, right. things like that. It's just it's part of my creativity. And, yeah. and a lot of times it works. And Big Dog is something I'm sure many people have called you over the years because you are, in fact, a big dog. Yeah. It's right on the nose. But somewhere along the line, it just became part of my routine. Right. When we talk on the podcast. And then to have the card be called Big Dogs. Big dogs. And then <laughs> on top of it, the, the card number on the back is BDDC. BD. Mm-hmm. DC and you take that for whatever you will you can come up with your any any acronym for that that you'd like BD DC mm-hmm. and it's just it's just it it charms me it charms well, me. it's 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 that uh it's the universe man it's it's a great place to be man especially when you put all like you see you put all that positive energy out there and it just connects on everybody's journey and it just so happens that uh you know somebody was on theirs and it you know there was some familiarity with you know ours and crossed over man it's beauteous now what did you think what were your thoughts when i you know blew you up with that was like dude well, the, the first the first thought about it was i, I thought about like two other two or three other people in my in my life that actually have picked up that card one being you know one of my my best my best friends in in college uh Jonathan Sanders and then uh the other being my roommate in college uh and, and Charles Giefer and uh both of them are awesome awesome human beings but the fact of the matter that like you know it's always like the power of threes and so now you got this you know somebody another everyman patron that says hey you know what that name sounds familiar, and boom, here's the card. Trifecta, bro. Trifecta. <laughs> Love it. It's it's uh, it's crazy. It just totally threw me for a loop. And um, you know, any uh, any any listeners out there that uh, come across any other Daryl Campbell merchandise or memorabilia, you just shoot it my way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because you got a willing uh, you got a willing uh buyer there if you so choose but uh yeah other than that man you know i took my mom to get her first tattoo to my tattoo artist Ooh. she got a little tattoo 
And, What's she get? Uh, What's she get? Was this something? I don't cool? want to blow up her spot, but she got a little tiny thing. All and right. um, it was funny. I hadn't seen my tattoo artist in a long time. Mm-hmm. Now, if you're just listening to this podcast, and I don't really make a big deal about it because I'm an adult now. Um, but, uh, you know, I've got a pretty extensive amount of tattooing done over the years. And I spent a lot of time with this guy. And I hadn't seen him in, I don't know, five, six years because I just haven't had any. I, you, you get 100 hours of tattooing done on one arm and you're like, all right, I've had quite a bit here, you know. <laughs> I've had my fill. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, so I, for a while, I'm just, I'm good for for a while, you know. So yeah. It's pretty, almost completely covered. So um, got got a chance to do that, take take a ride down there and reminiscing about old times, launching a potato, handmade potato gun off into the woods and mm-hmm. seeing the potatoes explode and little fireballs come out. It's, it's all good time. So, you know, it was a, it was a great weekend of, you know, family in a lot of different ways for me. Um, you, my family, my, my nieces, you know, my mother, um, mm-hmm. and just getting to do it all together. Uh, it was, it was like a recharging energy, you know, it was one of those recharging weekends, even though you were tired from doing shit, but just, it was like emotionally, fulfilling and uh and a good time Hell yeah dude did uh did you know how, how long did it take mama Vich to get tatted up oh it was quick dude it was like 20 minutes it was just, oh know, dude that's in yeah. and out you know and i, I tried to tell him like yeah that's you know that's nothing you know she knows it's nothing, <laughs> but she, she's very happy with it <laughs> did, yeah. did your bro like uh come in when, when he came in was he like uh oh you're bringing a family in now yeah well it's <laughs> funny you know like so my guy shout out to john howie who and he's gonna be he's gonna be a guest on this podcast he doesn't even brilliant artist doesn't even listen to podcasts mm. hilarious dude mm. super into geeky stuff like us and the funny thing about him is you know basically he was you know, a, a trained artist went, went to art school, wanted to be a painter, and then oh. somehow fell into tattooing, and then became great at it. Like, mm. and it, like it's just a, he just progressed through his time. Yeah. And when I first got tattooed by him, when I was like eighteen, sorry, mom, um, <laughs> <laughs> I uh, went down. I somebody I knew had gone there. And John was just, it was this place called Moo Tattoo on South Street. Mm-hmm. And it's still there. You can check it out. Um, and John was like barely just out of being an apprentice. Yeah. So I got a tattoo from, and it was great. It worked out great. And then I got, you know, another one and another one. And then like a big one. And then like I, then he, as I was getting, doing my thing with music and stuff and getting all cool and tatted up. Yeah. He's grown and. He goes to this shop and becomes well. And then he goes and starts his own shop in East Falls called Frequency Tattoo, mm-hmm. uh, which, again, that will be in the show notes because John's coming on soon. And I want you guys to check it out. Sweet. Um, John opens up this shop in East Falls in an area where, you know, not a lot going on down there. And right. then now, like, since I've been back, like, he's got he's had an apprentice that's now doing great who's fully functioning tattoo artist he's got a shop that's full he can barely take new people it's like it's insane he's super successful and he's doing great doing his art at a high level and he's you know fulfilling his his business desires as well um and it's just it was so cool to come back and see you know where not that it was a 
I mean, it was always wonderful, but just to see how much it had grown and, and how many people were in there getting tattoos and how much stuff was on the walls. And it's cool to see your friends like thing work out. You know what I mean? Dude, that's so awesome. It, it makes me like wonder if like how that whole apprenticeship work works. Cause it's like, it makes me think of kind of like, you know, the old school, like uh samurai movies it and is stuff very or whatever. School. Like I can't wait like, to have, have like, him a on. dude just runs up and says, Hey, can you be my Sifu? Yes. I'll teach you how to tattoo. And like, they fucking go nuts. Like, I don't know if it's like that, but it'd be kind of cool if it was. Dude, he's, um, well, I'm sure he'll tell us all about it when he comes on, but he, it's cool. I've seen him, you know, and then the, the young lady that, uh, checked us in is his new apprentice. And, oh. you know, I'm looking kind of over her shoulder. She's working on this iPad with the yeah. Apple pencil and she's just drawing the craziest shit. And I'm thinking, like, I can fucking barely color in the Marvel comic book thing with this. <laughs> yeah. You know? Like, right. I'm an animal when it comes to drawing and handwriting. I just never worked on it. I guess I, yeah. could, I guess I could be good at it if I practiced it, like anything. But I just never took the time to care about it, really. Right. And to see someone just sitting there, like, she's, like, talking to a customer who's getting tattooed. And like half listening and, and just drawing, like she's just casually drawing a comic book of like now from is, nothing. It, it's insane. So is she drawing on the comic book and it's being no. kind of actualized Blank on the person page. or is it just? No, no. She's oh. just sitting there. The girl was getting tattooed and she's talking to her and she was sitting next to me, the the young apprentice, the young Padawan. Oh, okay. Like. The, yo, she was, okay, gotcha. Right. And she's got like, an iPad with like a sketch app and she's mm, just drawing these characters. Like I got These you. little cartoons. I thought, I, thought, I thought it was like some automated process that she figured out how to do like through the oh, oh, dude. like fucking I bet you that like shit's coming Terminator like the yeah. tattoo on or like something. one of those Da Vinci ro- surgical <laughs> robots yeah for tattoo yeah well I have seen videos of robot tattooing like that does exist where they like hook up a tattoo gun into things you know mm-hmm. but other little shit that blew my mind was like he had this wireless tattoo gun that was like because for years, it was always like... You, Wireless? Yes. Like, you know... How the fuck? It's, dude, so he had this huge... Not even huge. I, I shouldn't say huge. Not that crazy size. Like maybe the size of a D battery. Right. Rechargeable battery that attaches and, like, screws in to the gun that, with a needle. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't know... Uh, it's not that big. Maybe like the, the the thickness of like a one of those oversized sharpies. You know, maybe oh, six yeah. inches long. And I was just like, "Where's the?" He's like, "Yeah, man." It's. I'm like, "What is going on here?" I haven't gotten a tattoo in like six years, and everything changes. Jesus. It's insane. You know. Um. So you know, I don't know how. You know, I'm sure there's a. The other thing I you know I I was kind of regaling in was the fact that how much more and it was really starting to when I got into it. But how mainstream tattoos are now. Yeah. Like, it happens so fast. Yeah. Like, it's 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 weird because young people ask me all the time, hey, you know, how come you don't have a tattoo or whatever? Or, like, like, like I should. Like, it's one of those things that, like, you know, I should have. Not like a bucket list, but, like, checklist as a human being. Like, dude, where's your tattoo at? Like, right. Like, I write my name down on a piece of paper. Where's your tattoo? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> fuck. <laughs> Nuts, man. Yeah, you should. And, and I'm subsequently not as cool because I don't have a tattoo. Well, so I mean, so it's weird. Yeah, yeah, then you should ask them where their fucking big dog trading card is. Yeah, I should. I should. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't think you got one of those, buddy. <laughs> 
So man. Limited run. DDDC. That's right. <clears throat> so, you know, I think, I mean, maybe it's my, just from my perspective, it, it might, because seeing it happen kind of quickly, but I mean, it had been going mainstream, but even when I started, it was still, it was still slightly like where I was like, I'll wear long sleeve shirts for work interviews. I can live like that. I could, that's no problem. Or I would do it three, wear them three quarters and no one would know. Yeah. No problem. But now it's like C level executives have sleeves and my mom has a tattoo and yeah, bro. you know, like it's just, it's not a thing. And like, you see, I, I dude, I saw a friggin' young mother at the park the other day. <laughs> Fucking Bro, I've seen, I've seen face! Some... She had face tattoos, and she must have been. She couldn't have been older. Neck. She couldn't have been older than 22, 23 Bro. years old, and she's got two tattoos next to her eyes, and like under her lip, and like all this shit. And I was just like, and she was, you know, she was an attentive mother. I'm not, I'm not judge, judging by any means. It was just like. Wow, are we doing face tattoos now? Bro, for, for I've real? seen that shit in like the production world where like, you know, like I'm talking about people that are like far more up the chain than me and they got like fucking yeah. Spider-Man nets on their neck and shit. I'm like What? That's crazy. <laughs> it's, it's crazy, dude. And like, I mean, look, I'm all for it. I think you call me crazy. I think you should do whatever it is that you want to do as long as it doesn't harm me or harm others. I think you should do it. So yeah. whatever you want to do, go ahead and do it. Leave me out of your decision making because I don't really care. So, mm -hmm. you know, if you want to tattoo your face, do it. I think yeah. that's sick. You know, I'm not ready to get my face tatted yet. Maybe in a couple of years. I don't know. Maybe I'll revisit it. Who knows? But for now, I'm still, you know, hands and face. I don't know. I think that should be kind of a rule because here's the thing, like when you get older and we all will, and it's going to like, think about it like this. If you get a teardrop <laughs> underneath your eye yep. when you're like in your twenties and then when you're like 70, that bitch is going to be like running down your face. Like it's, you don't, I can't wait to see how some people look between oh, like how they much they tanned. Like when that thankfully has gone away when I was in high school, bro, all of the cool girls were fucking tanning five days a week and coming mm -hmm. in looking like ups, just completely absurd. And I remember none of us were in like, everybody was like, I don't know who they're doing yeah. this for. This makes no sense. I don't, right. I don't quite get it. And you know, between that shit, you know, the fucking face tattoos, people are going to look insane. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just thinking about like, like, you get one on your arm, okay, you get one, some any place where, like, the skin is thin and won't move, like, it's great. But, like, I feel like if if, you, if you're if you jacked as a human being and you get, like, this giant Punisher tattoo on your chest or something, and then, like, you know you're going to get old, man. You're going to get, like, you know. It's not going to look great forever. <laughs> it's just not, man. That phoenix that's just fucking a blaze of glory on your chest now that you're, like, 26 years old and well, that's you when you get the pecking body fat. Oh, dude, have you seen those things? Dude, I've Bro. Seen, yeah. Have you seen the bicep ones? Oh, horrible. I don't understand. I just don't it's understand horrible. how anyone dudes thinks are that's butt implants now. Oh, yeah, like dudes. Yeah, I was thinking about not it myself. That, you know, it matters, but it's just like still, like, why, why I don't know how implants that is any easier than just exercising. Really, dude, absolutely. 
Absolutely. I don't get it. Especially the bicep thing. Yeah. You get on you go to the right doctor and you get on the right high protein diet. Listen, you can do whatever you want. You just could do a little googling. I don't get I, I don't get the butt implant. Well, I, I guess I get the butt implant more than I get the bicep implant. The fake abs I think is pretty sick too. They got fake abs? Oh fuck yeah. They do? Dude, you gotta go on Hulu and go into the, like the TLC channel and it's like you know, plastic how do you surgery. Get abs? Fake fake abs. How does the that same how way does... they do everything else? They just fucking it, they scoop like it and fucking... fucking replace it. Yeah. Oh they put these dude. like little yeah, little silicone boys in there. Oh no. It's tight. Yeah, well, you... But think about it, then it's gonna be like you got like an eight pack of bean bags on the outside of your <laughs> fucking yeah. fat when you get like Well and then what happens if you put on like twelve pounds? You know, like you I mean. have a bad like, you have a bad like, winner. You're like you need people, hey dude, your fucking apex is like by, by the side of your fucking waistline. What's going on here, man? Like, ugh, no way. You're shifting. What if they ugh. all what if they join up and you just have like a super app? Did the whole thing is just no is no good. See, that's the thing. Like, do you feel that? Like, would you be able to feel the fakeness that's on top of the real oh, I would imagine. shit that... I would imagine it would, like... You know, it kind of just slide back and f- back and fro. But, look, I- I'm just not a big fan of the of those. You know, that whole... That whole scene is beyond me. But uh, there's, like, some <laughs> TLC show, I think. It's, like, plastic surgery addict or something stupid like that and it and that's where all that good shit is you know where they're the dude's getting all the botox in his face to look like you know richard gear or something shit. no way dude no yeah. yeah some 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 uh pacific islander wants to look like tom cruise you know all, all that kind of stuff goodness gracious is tom cruise <sighs> is he is he have another mission impossible coming out speaking of tom cruise didn't he just have one like well, he was freaking out, yelling at everybody. Yeah, dude, he was like yelling at everybody. I think he's he's got to have something coming. What a what a what a powerful he has, what a powerful he's gonna be man. Running in it, you know, he's going to be running dude. it, no matter what. He's, there's going to be this long, you know, two minute scene of him just running around, looking around, really. You just say like, everyone gets old. I don't know that Tom Cruise is going to age, so we'll see about that, pal. My man's Touché. my man's been holding Touché. it down. Um, I'll tell you what, I did not get a chance to watch that new uh, Jack Ryan, not Jack Ryan, Tom Clancy, No Remorse, that's on Amazon Prime. I'm looking oh, looking forward to see it. Did you see it? No. Don't watch Ugh, it? Bro. I've, no. Dude, you know what? You were now the third person who's been like, ugh. F- fuck no, bro. Uh-uh. Can I just Pre- say something controversial? Let me, let, me, let, me, let me preface it with this. It's precious moments of your life force you can't get back. That's how I look at the time spent watching that movie. I don't quite get the hype. Now, I haven't seen Creed, so maybe that's where I need to see him. But, like, anytime I see Michael B. Jordan, like, when I watched the 1984, I was like, you know, him is the bad guy in Black Panther. Mm. You know, kind of just, he's got one, like, you know, he's brooding. He's just brooding all the time, yeah. you know, yeah. and I just don't, I don't know. I don't know. Call me crazy. So I was like, well, this isn't different. I mean, he's fucking shredding. And I saw videos of him on the Terran tactical pages where he was going and doing the work and really making runs. And I was like, all right, well, maybe this will be cool. But so you're saying no go, huh? Well, 
so so that there's there's multiple things that are immediate flags when you watch the movie and we talk about this all the time again there's there's a place for the simplistic you know production value of certain performances right certain videos certain movies certain content right the 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 simplistic nature of the way things should be it actually you know carries whatever the content is to a whole nother level, because you're like, you're, you're like, Oh, that was thoughtful. It didn't need to have all these crazy quad, you know, transition effects and graphics fucking flying all over the screen just because, you know, that's the new buzz and, and, and deal on YouTube. Right. Just keep it simple. Tasteful. Awesome. Then there's times where like you need the production value because you're not like in like an area that's kind of, you know, akin to war torn like Iraq or something like that. And you got to really go in to, to replicate that. But if you opt for the like, and I'm not going to say like bottom basement production route, but like the no real CG, but let's get a couple red garbage cans to make it look like it's a fucking propane tank. That's we're walking by in some underground bunker that's besieged with insurgents. Like, don't do that to me. Don't do it to me ever in your life. Don't do that. Because the number one thing I'm going to think is one, what you never want to happen in any movie or production is it's not believable because though you get that in somebody's head from the beginning of the movie, everything else is going to be in question. Even if it, even if, even if those things look way better than the first thing you saw, you're going to be like, is this really, it's just not, I'm not, ah, and that's going to be the taste you have, no matter what it is. Action scene, eh? So it wasn't wasn't believable, really. As a- think about it like this: if you can't get just, if you can't get like an like a, a, an action scene where there's like a, a firefight, right, right? If you can't get that right, when the whole movie is ma- supposed to be, you know, revenge. Well, yeah, but here's the thing: if you can't get that right, and it's revenge. Think about John Wick, right? Everything in John Wick is like spectacle, awesome, hand caught a shooting weapons, fights, blood spatter on the fucking camera. It's it's fucking awesome, right? You, like even though, like you know, like you know that shit really wouldn't happen in Japan. Just some fucking dude walking down the street doing all that shit, right? It, it, but you're like, dude, I believe that John Wick will wreck your face if he ever got <laughs> right. You got in fisticuffs with him, like this right here, a movie. Baked on remorse, production value didn't fit the bill for this. I don't, I don't know, know what, what the what hell they're spending a hundred million dollars like, on then, because this was supposed to be like a big budget, big deal, and it uh, sounds like a fart. Because Rude. I've heard from you, you know, the third valuable resource that's been like, ah, dude, bullshit, Mm-mm. which pains me because you know some of the Tom, you know, some of the Tom Clancy classics with Harrison Ford, you know, like come on. Uh, clear and present danger, and you know, like that's shit's gold. Uh, even I'm the one, this question some too. of our, uh, some of all fears with Ben Affleck, that was fucking mm-hmm. great. I'm asking this question: How many bullets? You look, you're more of an expert in that field than I am, right? Let's just just put it out there, right? I wouldn't be able to tell you, but you'd be able to tell me how many rounds of gunfire do you think I could take before? Like I'm just laid out. Matter of fact, take oh. me out of the picture. How many rounds? How many rounds could you take before well, you know it's especially like, oh. when they're especially when they're using you know uh, operator level you know you know uh, short barrel rifles, um, 
that are probably, you know, 300 blackout or some similar high grain, you know, oh, high, yeah. high velocity. MK5 route. fucking. Yeah. I mean, maybe three, you know, um, to the right. chest, you know, max, right. maybe five. Some people, if they're fucking absolute units, but I mean, armor piercing the way, rounds, the, yeah, the shit. way these, the way these rounds are designed that they're meant to go in and just kind of do damage and, and pull you down. And they're, you know, they're not meant to keep you alive. So, uh, yeah, I mean, so if somebody took like 20, Oh no. And then like walked happen. out of the, walked out of a no. building and, you know, masked himself. Even if they were small caliber, you would just, you'd bleed out, you know, it's, and that's, and that's a weird thing to me about violence in this country. We have this very strange aversion to the reality that something can happen to you. Mm-hmm. So, you know, oh, we shouldn't do this. We shouldn't have this. Rather, you know, whatever it is, you know, whatever material it could be. Yet all of our big budget feature films and all of these stars that are in them are absolutely shredding guns in these films you know oh, yeah. whether it's like oh, will yeah. smith and gemini and then him talking about you know he's anti this or pro that whatever you want however you land on it and it's like it's it's disingenuous to me because at the same point we show these ridiculous things like and i think for one that i think and i've brought up before that i think can can and probably will get people into trouble is how they portray you know, head injuries in films, how they portray women being able to hit men and they don't understand. They haven't seen what like in the real world, what happens when someone tries to do that. And like that people don't just fall down when you punch them once, like they, they retaliate and they retaliate Mm -hmm. with more force usually. So like we, we show kind of like a unrealistic expectation of violence in these movies that people, unfortunately, get out in the real world and they find out the hard way that that's not really how things work. You know, you can't outrun somebody shooting a gun, you know, like that you can't grab the gun before the guy shoots you. Like these, all these like silly things that people think are like good ideas because of how, you know, because, and part of that I think is films and TV can be effectively used to educate and they have, they have been for forever, you know, little things here and there you pick something up and it's like okay but it's not the it's not like the crux of the story you can't tell people oh yeah this is a good way to learn this is a good way to learn oh and by the way this is complete bullshit and then ex- help expect them to know the difference you know i agree with you i'm right there with you and every time you said something right there i just kept thinking of another example that was in no remorse that made no fucking sense whatsoever like if I deployed an RPG to the wall that's to your left right now, Brother Jay, I don't think you'd be able to retaliate after that. No, it'd be I'm tough. Saying. It'd be tough. It would be yeah. tough. Rocket propelled grenade. Yeah, it, that's, dude. And like grenades are a funny thing because when you go and you watch videos on YouTube or like any instructional situation and you see what those those look like, you're like, this is not a giant fucking fireball. What are we doing here? It's a bunch of dirt in the air. You know, like, <laughs> like we just, we can't base our understanding of, you know, how things work from Hollywood films, whether it's firearms or uh, magic or, you know, I don't know who you should marry or not marry. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah. I'm right there. I'm right there with you. 
It's weird. I'll have to, you know what? I'm still going to check it out because I want to share in your sorrow because uh, I'm yeah. that kind of friend and I'm that kind of guy. And uh, Please do. And then I can really put my stamp on it. But yeah, I there's... want you to watch it and, and let me know what you think about all the ballistic fire and all that all stuff. Right, well, and, like and you know, by any means, I'm not a world expert, but I know a couple things. And, and yeah, I do find it interesting how... And the, the, the funniest thing about it on this on this topic is it's not difficult to learn because the information is out there just mm-hmm. like how I've learned about Jeeps. Right, dude? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I had no fucking functional clue of how to do anything to a motor vehicle. Then it's like, okay, we got a Jeep and I want to put new headlights in it. How do I do this? Oh, look, boom, 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 YouTube. Here's an eight-minute video done. Here's a Reddit community. Here's a message board. You know, here all the information you can need. Like, whether it's like learn how to cook with a wok or a griddle or how to field dress a deer, it's like a 10-minute YouTube video. Mm-hmm. So whatever you think you want to like bone up on, you know, feel free, give it a goog because that's how I've learned a lot of stuff. And then you cross reference it with, you know, real resources. You go to a real class or you find a real teacher. You don't just, you don't just take everything that, you know, YouTube hands you, but you do have to cross reference, which is a valuable skill that people are losing because I don't know. This was fact checked. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. It's got a it's got a blue check mark, Daryl. <laughs> or the or the green one that's on Zoom. Right. It's real. It's real. And I'll tell you what else is real. My love for you in this podcast, my brother. That's absolutely correct. It's that's only, a fact. And and I'll tell you what, uh, we're gonna have a returning guest coming up here in the next couple of weeks. Uh, our boy Chance Labrie from Fallset <sighs> from the from the great northern neighbor known as oh, yeah. Canada. And we're going to talk bagged milk and metal. It's going to be great. Um, looking forward to it. And I'll tell you what, bro. Another week, another pod. I'll catch yeah, you next dude. week. Let's do it.